We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. What's up, everybody? Finally got that cat I've been talking about, but I never had one before. Any tips? All right, all right. Welcome back to another edition of the Butting Heads Podcast on Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Ribeiro. As always, joining me is Johnny Gomez and... A one-time special appearance, our very own Derek Ciapala. How you guys doing? We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Wayne's World here. Can you say, really, Johnny? We're not worthy. Come on, you've been on the show with me many a times, many a times. Not worthy. It, I mean, it just had to happen, man. It had to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. Just well, point. It, hey, busy news day, guys. Finally, two weeks ago, we did a podcast where we talked about a Sean Mannion game from three months prior. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting, exciting podcast, a lot to break down. Players are gone. New players are here. Uh, but before we get into it, don't forget, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcast. We are available everywhere. Uh, Derek, you do the whole 
review spiel better than me. You want to you want to have a special edition here? A special edition of the reviews, the reviews, the the contest, the one that never ends. Yes, I'm talking about that one. Yes. Uh, hey, I, 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 I. By the way, I looked at the reviews, and I want to give a shout out to the guy who uh, shouted our, our intro and said that he missed the old Marcus Peters intro, but he likes the new one. <laughs> I, I was very happy to read that. Oh my lord! I'm personally happy for you that you have a great intro. It is time for us to redo our intros. So, I mean, maybe then they'll brag on us in their reviews. I'm just saying. <laughs> but let's just go ahead and put it out there, folks. We have the ever, well, not the ever, the never-ending, the never-ending contest for Apple Music where once we get the 205-star reviews, we're going give to away, give away, that's right, a personalized Rams jersey through NFLShop.com. All you got to do is take a screenshot of your five-star review. It has to be written. There's got to be, like, words there, okay? Screenshot sent to ramstop1945 at gmail.com, and guess what? We're hooking you up. Well, one of you. One of you be the one to hook up with a jersey. And I think the most important thing I want you all to know about that is don't just throw a review up there if you don't actually think we deserve it. I mean, this is something we actually want to earn from you. We're just trying to help give you the motivation to actually log on to Apple Music because it is out of your way. And leave that review. So there you go. And I guess it's also fair for me to go ahead and leave that review, the uh, the other stuff out there for you now too, and then I can, you know, leave you guys alone to your merry ways. Absolutely. Derek didn't tell either of us why he's here, so take it away. No, I told Johnny. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm left out of the loop again. <laughs> I, so I, I had to find out. I was like, uh, I, I, I need a spoiler. So take it away, Derek. <laughs> All right, so, folks, this is actually a really big deal. This is a chance for us to get back to our communities here as well. And we happen to be in a certain part of the year now where we have a lot of ad space open. So, listen, if you are a company, a small business, a, any kind of business out there in the SoCal area where our main area of listeners are, and you would like us to do free they say, again, free advertising for you for the next few weeks to help you get a little bit of word out there to stay afloat because this is tough times. Email us at ramstop1945, and I'll even help you write up the ad, okay? And what I mean by I'm talking about restaurants. I'm talking about local businesses that are still operating but yet have their clientele limited, i.e. restaurants and bars you can't sit in right now. you got to carry out. Well, that's going to cut into your business space, right? So, you, But you want people to know that you're open, and you want people to know that you still have the ability to give them all the yummy food they want. Well, there you go. If you're an online business that's being hit hard by all this because things are shutting down. Same thing. Email us, ramstop1945gmail.com. We'll put in ad spots in all of our shows, and we will basically do ad reads free for free over the course of the next two, three months, okay? Whatever it takes to help keep you all going, keep you busy. And quite frankly, we want to help you. We want to be part of your life, be part of the community out there, and this is our way of giving back to you. There's no charge, no nothing, free, F-R-E-E, free. We're going to do that for the next two or three months, hopefully to help you just get a little bit of a bump. I mean, we're no, we're no media giants or anything, but every little bit helps, and we'd like to build that relationship with you. So there you go. One more time, ramstalk 1945 send me an email, let me know, and you'll get a call and I'll be talking with you. So there we go. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. Uh, and hey, people people take note of our ads, I think, uh, our listeners out there. I'm sure plenty of us have read Jim Hawk's book. 
I have the name of it ingrained in my head forever, and I also read it, and it was a good book, so would would be happy to read your ads on the pod. Uh, Derek, before you go, a lot of big moves from the Rams today. Andrew Whitworth, Austin Bly, they're back. Leonard Ford, Ashawn Robinson coming in. Uh, Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton, Nicole Ruby Coleman out. Any quick preview of your take you want to give us before your pod records tomorrow? Uh, the Rams are taking their medicine. I don't think they're done yet. And what I mean by that, and you and I talked about a little bit the other night, I think the Rams are looking in at 2021 as being the year they're going to be free of some of these contracts. They're going to let some dudes go. They're going to make some moves. And they want to have as much open space and freedom and flexibility going into that year where we think there's going to be a big cap bump to go out there and spend how they want to spend. So they're going to take their medicine this year. They're going to rely on an offense that works and a defense is going to struggle probably a little bit. Young guys trying to get guys like that. Um, was it Sean Robinson today, a guy who struggled last year, who is a reclamation project and may just do well next to Aaron Donald. Players like that that are worth investing in and maybe getting something out of and keeping them in the short term. Even Andrew Whitler's contract is a three-year deal, but it's, you read the fine print, only $12.5 million of that is guaranteed. So, again, that's flexibility. If he's only going to be there a year and retires or they think it's time to move on next year, they can cut him, and they're not going to take a big, big, huge hit on it. So the Rams are taking a miss. I'm not sure if you guys have the same take. I look forward to listening and finding out. But from my point of view, we knew sooner or later it was going to happen. It's going to happen next year, I thought, or the year after. I didn't think it was coming this soon. They was going. To, they were going to take their mess, and I think that that's what they're doing now. They're they're saying, you know what? I mean, it's time for Todd Gurley to go. It's time for potentially Brendan Cooks to go. We'll take the uh, heat for it. The minus one million for for Cooks. That means they're going to eat a ton of money. They're going to eat a ton of money for Gurley, and then next year they're free. That's. I didn't think they would do it. I thought they were crazy for doing it, but you know, Les Dean's not exactly operating the full deck sometimes when he does stuff he does, so nothing should shock me. Um, I guess I want to say that, though, as I, as I walk up the door here, I don't think Rams fans should be freaking out. Sooner or later, you got to pay the popper, no matter what. And I'm seeing a whole bunch of people on social media freaking out. The Rams are going to be this. Fire McVay, fire Snead. No, you had to do this. You, you took your shots for the Super Bowl. You went for it. You went all in, and it didn't work out for you. But now you got to pay the popper, and then you want to re- cover as soon as possible so that you're able to come back next year and be a contender again and if that's how it goes and then it'll be a smart move take your medicine fair fair uh i don't think anyone should be freaking out per se but my my takes here might be a little negative than you but uh you said you were gonna listen so i'm gonna hold you to that i will make sure i listen so that i make sure that i don't do uh do a butting heads part duh tomorrow night. <laughs> All right, did, man. Did well, I duh, duh. Duh. How do you say it in the French thing? Duh. It sounded pretty good to me. Duh. I I'm think in that movie Hot Shots. And then Hot Shots part duh. Part duh. And I went Charlie Sheen years ago. I was, you know. I haven't seen that. You've one. never seen it. You know why? Because, because you're a young tyke, and we're old men. I'm an old man, unfortunately. I, know I have no Sheen idea what from... you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because you're not a young buck either. Well, no, you're not an old star. You are the young buck. You two, you, the two young bucks in the podcast, and me and Mike are the old ones. Yes. So now I just I feel old, decrepit, and I'm going to go 
get off the podcast and now go sit in the corner and rock back and forth and cry. Go okay. to sleep, old well, man. Can... <laughs> no, I can't do that. You. Yeah, have a great one, guys. Bye, Bye. Derek. Bye. Okay, Johnny. Uh, so just to run through the moves so we have it all. Uh, today, a lot happened, and yesterday, because we, we know there was no podcast yesterday. In the door, Andrew Whitworth back on a three-year, $30 million deal worth up to $37 million. 12.5 in guaranteed money. That's basically just this season. So it effectively may be a one-year $12.5 million deal. Austin Blythe also back on a one-year deal. I didn't see – Johnny, did you see the money for this? I have not seen if there's been any money reported on Blythe. Uh, I haven't seen anything either. Uh, I'll have to take a look at that. But, no, that was actually reported by the team, so – yeah. It might be reported later, so I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping it's not for that much, but I highly doubt it. It's not like Austin Blythe was a perennial pro bowler or anything. Yeah, if it was for a lot, I feel like the number would be out there. I feel like the agents would have put it out there to brag. Uh, anyway, the new players in the door, Leonard Floyd, outside linebacker, coming over to us from Chicago on a one-year deal I believe worth ten million base salary up to thirteen million, um, and just happened. So we'll have to keep our keep our uh, eyes open, Johnny, while we do the podcast. This happened like thirty minutes ago. A. Sean Robinson, defensive tackle from the Lions, coming in on a two-year, seventeen million dollar deal. I, I'm not sure what the guarantees or anything on that is, but decent money there. Out the door, we cut Nickel Roby Coleman to save around $5 million. This was something we were speculating might happen. I was just a little caught off guard by it. I didn't see it, but this was yesterday. The moves we saw today, Wednesday is today, by the way. Makes sense that they made this move. Dante Fowler gone on a three-year, $48 million deal to the Falcons. Again, not a surprise that he's gone. He got his payday. We didn't think we are going to pay him. Corey Littleton also gone. I don't think any of us expected him back, but... Three years, $36 million for Littleton. That's $12 million annually, less than we're paying Andrew Whitworth. Just want to throw that out there. No no move on the Todd Gurley front yet, but it seems he, like he's good as gone. Um, by, by all accounts, uh, it does not seem like he'll be back. And then, uh, Johnny, we uh, I was on Derek's podcast yesterday, so we kind of talked about this already, but... Michael Brockers is gone three years, thirty million to Baltimore. Um, yeah, so I guess I, I'll let you. So far, we'll we'll talk about each of these moves specifically, but generally, we're it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy day. I mean, how how do you feel about what the Rams have have done so far? It it's not that surprising, and. The fact that a lot of fans are caught off guard surprised me more than anything just because I think we were expected to re-sign everybody. I, I mean, we've been telling you guys for weeks that, well, not even weeks, months, uh, that chances are the Rams weren't going to bring back, you know, Littleton. I think we were hoping they'd bring back Dante Fowler, but I, I got to say, I don't mind seeing Dante Fowler walk for the 
massive contract he got from Atlanta, a three-year, $48 million contract, that's pretty excessive. You know, I, I like Dante Fowler a lot. I think he is a beast. I think he's a, a guy that to look out for. But to give him, like, basically $16 million a year, I don't know if I'd want to invest that much money into Fowler. Uh, but that's just me personally. No way, if the Rams didn't re-sign Littleton at his cost, there was no way that they were going to sign Dante Fowler at his. So, overall, it was exactly what I was expecting. Nothing really all that sexy in terms of signings. I, you know, I, I think it's really just more of doing damage control at this point and hoping for better days um, next season because, as we know, uh, salary cap is is not that great and here's hoping to next year for better salary cap days so that we can sign, you know, our free agents, our upcoming free agents like Jalen Ramsey, Cooper cup, uh, you know, to name just a few, John Johnson, another one. Yeah. I I would expect that the Jalen Ramsey thing is already, uh, I'm guessing the wheels already spinning on that. And Hey, we, we're going to have some cap space next year. Um, I I believe. Uh, sorry, over the cap just just threw me off. Their cap, <laughs> their uh, th- their future projections are not updated, and it said we had no cap space, so that was confusing. Uh, anyways, I, I I for the most part agree with you. There wasn't a ton we could do, uh, and we we all I think it was what we expected to happen was to bring Whitworth and Blythe back. For Littleton and Fowler to be gone, and it happened. Uh, and but it, it and it also seems like I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but it seems very possible that both Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley are gone. Uh, I I will be very very impressed. A fly just flew by me. Uh, I will be very very impressed if they're able to move both of them in one off season. Uh, I think Gurley is actually pretty movable. Uh, if if you find the right trade partner that actually needs him, Tampa Bay right now seems like a likely landing spot would make a lot of sense, and they could take they could afford to take him in uh, and his contract, which basically after two years you're able to get out of it with not too much penalty. But I believe we're going to take a penalty if we trade him. So it's all very confusing to me. I've been on the mountaintops yelling that I would rather pay Todd Gurley to be here than to pay him to not be on the team, which might be what happens. Um, but Johnny, here's here's the thing that's bugging me, and and I like that they opened up a little space and they were able to bring in some pass rushers to fill the void. Uh, Cam DeSilva on Rams Wire wrote an article saying that the Leonard Floyd signing seems very reminiscent of the one year deal Dante Fowler got last year, and I totally agree with that. And I think that replacing Fowler with Floyd is a good move. But here's what's bugging me, man. A lot of the reports were that Corey Littleton was going to get this massive, massive contract and that the Rams just simply wouldn't be able to afford him. But he signed for three years, $36 million, around $12 million annually. Uh, am I crazy or does this seem like a contract we absolutely could have given him? 
It's not that many years. It's not that much money. Uh, you could basically, I mean, now that we know what we know now, we're a crunch for cap this year. We could have given him $12 million instead of Andrew Whitworth. Would that have hurt our O-line? Yes, but today I think Corey Littleton is a better and more valuable player at his position than Andrew Whitworth is at his position, even with what they mean to the team. Andrew Whitworth declined last year. He was still good. He was still our best lineman. He was not that elite lineman that we had for the first two years. Corey Littleton is 12 years younger, is a rising star in this league, and was probably the second best player on our defense last year. He'd probably be the third best next year because I expect big things from Ramsey. But that, oh my God, that fly is fucking huge, dude. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm going to leave that in the pod. but um, Please do. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it, when I saw the money that Corey Littleton got, man, I was, I was pretty shook that we were like not even considering bringing him back. But we were trying to work a deal out with Dante Fowler, and he left for way more money. And Corey Littleton's a better and more valuable player. Dude, Jesus, this thing keeps flying on my computer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pause this. Hold on, and we're back. I'm I'm definitely leaving that in. Anyways, Johnny, am I am I crazy for thinking that like if you could get Littleton at that money, even if you had to pay him like an extra million a year, you up it to thirteen million. Like that's the player you want, right? Out of all these guys we're talking about, at the money they're getting. In a perfect universe, you're absolutely right, Steve. I I think. This is the guy you want to hold on to because Corey Littleton is a very special linebacker. You know, uh, there's not too many players in this league that can do what Corey Littleton does, and that's intriguing. That being said, I think the Rams did make the best decision overall because Andrew Whitworth, while, as you've noted, is older, he is receding, he's not... He's not that, you know, highly touted left tackle anymore. He's still very serviceable. And the reality is the Rams can't afford to get a top left tackle. You know, there's just no way. And basically you're left with Andrew Whitworth. The only way the Rams can find a left tackle at this point would be drafting him. But at but again, you know, this is this is the Rams that have traded away their draft prospects with, you know, for guys like Jalen Ramsey. So that's not really an option for the next couple of years. So the Rams are kind of in a bind here. While Whitworth may not be the best option, he's still a option. And I think that's kind of the way the um, the direction the Rams are looking in is while Whitworth may not be the most, you know, practical guy at the moment, at least the Rams can go to him. You know, with with Littleton, yeah, I, I I think they would love to have Littleton back. Hell, they would love to have Fowler back. But the reality is, you know, it, it's it's a little bit easier to replace a guy like Littleton than a guy like Whitworth because. Really, if little uh, if Whitworth is gone, who do you put there? 
I, I there's no way they can afford one in free agency. Uh, not that there's many to choose from there anyway. And I guess they could settle on, you know, putting someone like Bobby Evans there, maybe move over Rob Havenstein. That yeah. kind of scares the hell out of me. So yeah, Whitworth may be the declining and he may have more penalties, but it's still an option. And I think that's kind of where Les Snead is focusing on at the moment. So three years is an awful long time, I will say. Wasn't expecting three years at all, uh, especially coming from a guy like Whitworth who was flirting with retirement. But as uh, Derek noted earlier, he only has $12.5 million guaranteed on that contract. So if the Rams aren't happy with his performance this year, they can simply cut him next year, and it won't affect the salary cap at all. Yeah, it's it, you made a lot of good points there, but you also mentioned who are they going to put there? Rob Havenstein, Bobby Evans. We got Joe Nopum on the roster too. Although that's not Andrew Whitworth, but who are we going to replace Corey Littleton with? Micah Kaiser, Draven Howard. Like I, I have more faith in the tackles you mentioned to be able to step up than those guys. But I also think like the money they're spending right now, you could have brought back Whitworth and Littleton uh, and maybe you don't get Leonard Floyd, but uh, I, you could, you could address, try and adjust that in the draft. Maybe you don't get Ishan Robinson. I don't know. It's just whenever guys have left the Rams in recent years, it always seems like they, you see the money that they get and you're like, well, makes sense. Said it with Dante Fowler today. Said it with Tremaine Johnson in the past. Said it with Janoris Jenkins, Ronnie McLeod. Many guys where where you see the money they get and you're like, what never happened here? Littleton was the first time I, I see a contract and I'm like, what? we could have done that. Like, we could have kept him here. Uh, even Brockers, you see that money, you're like, no, nope, it makes sense. But man, it, that just stings a little bit. It, it really was not a big payday. It was a big payday, but not... I was expecting when they were saying we weren't able to keep him that he was going to get like 16, 17 million or something crazy. It it just it doesn't seem like they're really considering keeping him around, and that that's that rubs that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Actually, thinking back to uh, Michael Brockers' contract, I am so glad that the Rams didn't end up keeping him. Not no offense to Michael Brockers, I I do like him a lot, but the the fact that he's getting you know, ten million a year—that's uh, <laughs> that hurts hurts the salary cap wallet to say the least. Yeah, yeah. no, thank you for sure. Yeah, I I, I think we can all agree that uh, I wish him the best. Glad he got paid, but was the right move to let him go. All right, let's take a quick break and then we will get to the individual stuff. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of the lane is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Okay. Johnny, who do you want to talk about first? We got Whit- well, we I guess we we did our our discussion on Whitworth. Uh, again, not a ton of guaranteed money. 
one year this year is going to be a ton of guaranteed money but it we don't have the the full details of this deal but it doesn't seem like there's going to be much if any guaranteed money past this season uh talk about leonard floyd how do, how do you feel about the leonard floyd signing one year 10 million could be up to 13 million uh leonard floyd for those who are not familiar with them at all i am i'm a little familiar with them Show, showed a lot of flashes in uh, Chicago as an outside linebacker. Uh, played for Brandon, played under Brandon Staley as a defensive coordinator or uh, as a coach in Chicago. Uh, how, how are you feeling about this signing so far? Or not so far? How are you feeling about this signing? I, I actually love the deal, uh, especially when I saw the contract details because it, it is exactly like how. Uh, Dante Fowler turned out to be. Now, I will say that Floyd has a lot more to prove than than uh, Fowler did because I think we all kind of anticipated that Dante Fowler was going to improve with a full season, a uh, full off season with the Rams. So, um, in that regard, it was it was something you could kind of see coming. With Floyd, it's a little harder to see because while Floyd does have flashes uh, in his tape, it's not it's not a lot, you know. There's there's not a lot to go by, and you know, again, maybe he benefits being in a, a defensive scheme with Aaron Donald in it, and that's that's entirely possible, uh, and if he ends up having a season like Dante Fowler, maybe we get to keep Floyd rather than seeing him walk out the door like with uh, Fowler, although <laughs> he's hoping he won't cost 18, uh, $16 million a year. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but I, I like the Floyd signing a lot. It's a, it's a prove-it contract. You know, it wasn't too expensive overall. And... It, it basically puts a band-aid on the position until the Rams are able to fulfill it. And, and this is kind of the beauty of, of this kind of move is while, yes, they they did bring in Floyd to essentially replace Dante Fowler, that doesn't necessarily mean that they still don't you know, pursue maybe a talented uh, edge uh, rusher in the uh, 2020 NFL draft. You know, that that's kind of the luxury of doing this type of move because, hey, maybe the 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 young rookie that that comes in says, well, you know, Floyd isn't really necessary. And next year he's gone anyway. So we can focus on a cheaper contract with, uh, you know, potentially better player. You never know. Things like this kind of make a little bit of more breathing room for other transactions down the line. Yeah. And Leonard Floyd, former first round pick ninth overall. Uh, he's, I don't think he's as good as Dante Fowler. I granted, I'm not going to say you're not like I studied a ton of Leonard Floyd tape. I have not yet. Um, but prove a deal, not too inexpensive. It's a good pivot when you know, knew you weren't bringing back Fowler. You bring back a guy, similar situations, both former first-round picks, both have a lot to prove. Uh, you mentioned the big difference. We like Fowler was here a little bit, and we thought with a full off season with the Rams, he would 
pick up a lot and improve, and he did, and then he earned that big payday. It'll be weird this year because we don't know what the offseason is going to look like at all with everything going on in the world. Uh, players can't even make visits right now. So uh, we'll we'll see what kind of offseason prep he's going to get with the team. But I like the move, and I think with this and the A'shaun deal and every, all the moves today, really, one positive is that the Rams are going to be able to be flexible with their picks. Uh, you know, if a guy falls that plays a position we don't necessarily have a gaping need at, but is a really good talent that you can't pass up where he's at, then they can go ahead and do it. I think if you look at the depth chart right now, the only position on the team that you're like, Ugh, is inside linebacker. I think every other position you like, I'm not thrilled about our defensive, about our outside linebackers. I wouldn't say I'm thrilled about the offensive line, but there it's, it's fine. You know, uh, there's worse situations out there. There's also better situations. Uh, so they can be real flexible with that pick and inside linebackers. You tend, you've been able to find talent later in the draft. So they don't even necessarily have to address that right away. Uh, Johnny Guy, we're bringing in to play next to Leonard Floyd. Ashawn Robinson coming over from the Lions uh, on a two-year deal worth $17 million. Uh, he had a really high PFF grade, almost at a 90 in 2018, dipped about 30 points to a 60 last year. Uh, look, I, I really don't know a ton about this guy. Johnny, tell me about him. What, how do you feel about this move? Well, to be honest with you, one of the – things I remember most about uh, Robinson is he came from from uh, Bama and I, I remember I, I remember him coming from Bama wanting to to add him even though you know defensive tackle wasn't necessarily a huge need but um, you know I, I felt like he had a ton of potential and even like going by his first couple of years, Robinson did show a lot of flashes of, of uh, you know, potential of being, you know, a, a decent player. And then, again, one of the biggest benefits of coming to the Rams is playing alongside Aaron Donald, who, you know, is arguably one of the best uh, players in the game, if not the best, if anything, you know, the best defender in the game. Um, so... Putting him alongside Donald, this is very intriguing, and uh, I, I think he he will he will thrive a little bit more because, being honest, in Detroit, while I will admit uh, their defense was a little bit on the underrated side, I don't think there was really much else to be excited about on the on their defensive line. So who knows? Maybe he develops a little bit more playing next to a guy like Donald. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think this was a this was a good move because obviously you're not going to be able to find a guy that's going to be an easy to replace uh, Michael Brockers. But adding a guy that's younger, that has potential um, and, you know, hey, maybe he impresses so much that, you know, you want him next to Donald for even longer that's a possibility with this kind of contract too. This, this guy was a, uh, this is a, a two year contract. So, um, I'm really excited to see what he does. Uh, I think this was about as good a move the Rams could do with their current cap situation. And, um, 
you know, again, this doesn't necessarily have to be the end of the Rams addressing the position. As you mentioned, if they see someone they really, really like in the NFL draft, that there's there's always a way for them to, you know, draft him and maybe even compete with Robinson if they really, really like a guy. Right. And it, uh, you know, it, everyone is going to love playing next to Aaron Donald. Robinson and Floyd are going to be no different. Uh, from what I've been reading up on, this is going to be great for the run defense. And we'll see how they do in pass rushing. But one thing we learned is any, any, everyone improves as a pass rusher when you got AD next to you, taking up a lot of the attention of the guys on the other side of the line. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I mentioned, I, I laid out my thoughts that I think Corey Littleton should have been signed before any of these guys at the number. Uh, but given that that didn't happen, I, I like the Robinson move. I like the Floyd move. Uh, you bring in two guys, young, a lot of potentials. Maybe we're miscast in old situations, both uh, pretty high profile guys coming out. Robinson was a second round, mid second round pick, 46 overall. So played at Bama, as you mentioned. Obviously, that's a breeding ground for good defensive players. Uh, so we'll see, man. I mean, we brought in fuck. What's to do with the from the Lions? We brought in a couple years ago. Uh, that was a defensive tackle. Why can't I remember his name? Clearly, wasn't that memorable. Um. Oh, uh, James Hall. No, no, dude, not that. It was more recent than that. Nick something. Nick. <laughs> uh. uh... I'm going to figure this out. Austin Blythe <laughs> is back. Uh, Austin Blythe is back, Johnny. We don't know the number for this. I don't think we're speculating it to be high. This was, if I had to bet money on what free agent was most likely to be back, I feel like I would have bet it on Blythe. It, it just seemed like a, a sh- Nick Fairley. Oh, yeah. Nick Fairley. I, f- I forgot about Nick Fairley. Uh, Nick Fairley came in for a year for the Rams, played fairly well, uh, earned another one-year $5 million contract from the Saints, and then his career ended. Uh, oh, he had a oh, that's sad. He had a lingering heart condition, which is why his career ended. Bummer. Uh, <laughs> he had a fairly good senior. <laughs> uh, he, had a, he had a fairly good career. Uh, he, had, he, he was okay for us, but... <laughs> I don't know why I jumped to that. Uh, Austin Bly is back. Seems likely he's going to be the starting center rather than at guard. Uh, so no Brian Allen in the starting lineup, but I'm happy with this. We'll see the number, but it's a one-year deal, so even if it's a slight overpay, not a huge deal. Uh, but happy he's back, and right now we're probably looking at a – I don't. The, the Rams have a lot of options with the offensive line and what they can play with now. You got Whitworth, uh, Whitworth, Corbett, Blythe, David Edwards, Bobby Evans, and then you're probably going to have to slot Rob Havenstein in there. Though uh, we got both these guys back, man. I I wouldn't be opposed to trading Havenstein. Uh, shit, I feel like I'd rather trade him than Gurley at this point. But it seems like oh, good is gone. But Blythe is back. There's not much to say, man. He he performed well at center, and I think we're both probably happy to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. Blythe is – I think this was a guy that both of us were really hoping for him to come back. We, uh, I, I think 
even Sean McVay could admit that the Brian Allen experiment didn't exactly go as planned, and uh, hopefully he's he'll be good at, at, at being a backup. But, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe this turns out to be a trade option for Rob Havenstein. I would certainly be up for it, but uh, I... I'm, I'm really struggling for the, to to believe that he'll there'll be a team that will want to trade for a guy like Havenstein on you know a big a contract as he has. But he's not on I a huge contract think. though. He's he's only making. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the number again, but I feel like he's only making like eight mil. That, that's pretty significant for a guy you don't want starting. Well, I think someone will take a chance at him starting. I don't know, Johnny. I feel like if he's on the team next year, he's gonna start. Uh, I I would say that pretty confidently that if he well, was... yeah I think he's gonna start but I said that you don't want <laughs> starting yeah I, I'm I'm more than certain if you're paying a guy eight million dollars you're gonna start him as much as you possibly can but it, it it's may come to the point where where you know fans might be calling out for Bobby Evans to start instead of him who yeah he he did okay you know, replacing him, but he wasn't exactly a stud either. So, um, I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that the Rams do trade him because while 8 million isn't technically the biggest contract out there, it's, uh, it's pretty significant because, uh, he's just not that great, or at least he wasn't last year. If he returns to form, you know, back in 2018, hell yeah, keep him on the team. Hopefully he doesn't go back to 2019 uh, Havenstein because I, I don't want to see that guy again. Yeah, he's Havenstein's got three years left on his deal, uh, but it's it seems like after this year you can move on without. A, I think you, there's 1.6 million in dead cap, which uh, if you wanted to take a chance on this guy, it's not the worst deal. Um, but I I think one thing that's good here. You know, we're talking about these options we have. Last year, uh, when we were talking about the offensive line, and you you could go back to the tapes, listen to the preseason, it was basically like, these backups are terrible. We don't know if Note Boom or Brian Allen is are good. We have no idea. And this could potentially be a bad thing. And it was. Uh, this year, it seems like if Austin Corbett's bad, if... Austin Blythe regresses if Bobby Evans or Rob Havenstein over starts doesn't play well. You have options to replace those guys from within. We didn't really even mention Joe Noteboom, who uh, I don't know if he'll be a week one starter. He might start him and Austin Corbett. will probably battle it out for that guard spot, but you have options. That's great. We did not have options last year uh, at all, and it showed for a while until guys we thought weren't options, David Edwards and Bobby Evans actually played okay. Too true. Uh, I I think that was something that uh, we were really really concerned about heading into the season. Who's gonna Who's gonna back up a guy if they get hurt? And well, the, the unthinkable happens. People got hurt, and oddly enough, they got better. Uh, yeah, weird how that happens. But yeah, this time around, there are options going around, and even to the point where we're even considering trading a guy like Rob Havenstein. That that's a good problem to have. Now these guys may not be, you know, the an elite offensive line, 
but at least there is a plan going forward. And if the Rams, again, they could use the draft to their advantage too. Maybe they see a guy that they feel is worth um, going after. Why not? You know, they, you have that kind of option, especially since the team is really, really complete for the most part. There's only really a few positions that are definite needs. And the only ones I could think of at the moment are inside linebacker and kicker. Kicker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think Greg Zerline's back to pivot there? I, I, I'd like to say yes. I think that we've we've all seen the importance of having a good kicker uh just ask the cowboys who are actually pursuing greg zerloin Mm -hmm. and they have uh they have uh every every reason to sign him i mean they even have our old special teams coach so you know coach bones is probably gonna make the best every effort to get back greg zerloin so I'm hoping that we can, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's looking good. Anyone who's been listening to the pod for a while knows I've been saying that since the season ended, since the first time we talked about, I I don't think you were, I think Kev was on the podcast. Um, I've been saying, I think he's going to end up at Dallas. I just had a feeling and it looks like I might be right. Uh, I guess I could take that one to the bank if that happens and act like I'm an insider. So that would be fun. Uh, so let, let's pivot to this. Um, real quick, Nick Elroby Coleman, how do you feel about him being – based on the moves you were able to make after cutting Nick Elroby Coleman, I am not I, – I don't really have a, a take one way or the other. I think it is what it is. I don't think it was a good or bad move. It was a move, and we'll see how it plays out. I think going back to the idea of a perfect universe, you'd like to keep a guy like Nikel Roby Coleman. He, he is it a huge loss? Not really. I do think he he was worth keeping on the roster, but I think they don't make this move if they're not confident in David Long, which is still kind of a hard pill for me to swallow, to be honest, because. Uh, if they were confident in, in David Long, they would have probably started him, or not started him, but uh, used him a little more. But uh, hey, you know that's what the off season's for. Considering they get an off season, but um, you know the off season is designed to work a little bit better. The rookies are kind of adjusting to the NFL level. So maybe after a sophomore season in the off season, uh, David Long will be more prepared. You know, it's not an easy position, especially uh, slot corner. It's a more important position than people really give it credit for. But even if the Rams don't really have faith in David Long, they, they can always use the NFL draft to, to go after a slot corner, it, it's becoming more and more common that teams are doing that. So, yeah, I would rather have Nicole Roby Coleman, but uh, I guess you, you're going to need every penny you can get this offseason to sign guys like Whitworth to uh, massive contracts. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. And I think 
to be glass half full on David Long. Maybe they did plan on – well, I guess not because he was inactive for a couple games. Uh, but I think Troy Hill just absolutely balling affected why um, – not Mikhail, David David Long didn't get a ton of time there. But, yeah, it's it's fine. I, th- I think we'll be okay there. And we all like David Long a lot. So uh, while we haven't seen anything from him yet, I think there's a re- there's reasons to be optimistic same as there is with Daryl Henderson if Gurley gets shipped out. But let, let's talk about let, – let's wrap up with, with Gurley and Brandon Cooks. There's a lot of rumors that these guys are going to get moved. They both unfollowed the Rams on Instagram apparently. Todd Gurley has been he, – he commented on Aaron Donald's goodbye post to Michael Brocker saying, it's been real, my brothers, plural, meaning it sounded like he's been saying – goodbye he was saying goodbye to Donald too so there's clearly something going on there maybe they told him they were exploring trades but weren't committing to it if if one thing that's important to know is these guys are on massive contracts but if if they move these guys it's not like they're we don't magically get all that cap space back correct me if I'm wrong here Johnny I believe if they move Todd Gurley they save they free up four point six five million in cap space and take a dead hat cap dead cap hit of twelve million. Uh, so, they long term they'd free up a lot of money, but this year they would only free up a little bit. And then Brandon Cooks, if they trade Brandon Cooks, they lose money this year. So they take a seventeen point eight million cap hit in dead cap, which is one more million more than his current cap hit of 16.8 if he's on the team so you free up a lot of cap space long term but this year you lose assets and basically just lose money on it uh they might need to move Gurley to sign these guys they signed today i haven't poured over the data much but i i guess how do how do you feel that they might move both of these guys and i'm gonna guess at most, they'd get a third-round pick back, and I don't even know if that would happen. Uh, it might be even later than that. Yeah, absolutely not. They're they're not going to get a third-round pick out of either of these guys. Uh, more likely a fourth-round pick. But who knows? Les Snead is the master of wheeling and dealing, so I guess stranger things have happened. But as far as as far as moving Todd Gurley... I think if you can do it, do it. Um, I, I like Todd Gurley a lot. I still think he has a, a lot left uh, to give. And one of the things is I felt like he was uh, still a threat when when the Rams actually used him, which is kind of why I, I'm okay if they bring back or if they keep Todd Gurley at the end of it all. Doesn't sound like it from all the speculation, but... Who knows? Yeah, Todd Gurley is, um, he's not, as we know, he's not the workhorse that that we want him to be. And he would benefit going to uh, a team that doesn't necessarily rely on a one-back system. Now, the Rams, you know, I, I'm not really sure what happened last year with Sean McVay. 
he he didn't run the ball as well as he should have. Uh, there, there was games where the running game was non-existent. So I think by not having to worry about keeping Todd Gurley healthy, you you um, you can go out there and use whatever running back that becomes a starter uh, between Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown at the moment. So in the end of it all, getting rid of Gurley and his massive contract would benefit the Rams tremendously in the long run. This year, you won't see it. Uh, a lot of people will be disappointed because they're essentially not getting much in the end. But long run wise, this is the best move the Rams can do. Now, moving over to Brandon Cooks. I love Brandon Cooks. I still think that there's a lot that the Rams can do with him. But the thing is, the way the Rams' offense is shifting, primarily because their offensive line isn't that great, they're not going to have too many opportunities to throw the ball downfield anymore. It's just not a reality. And if they can't throw the ball downfield, you essentially lose the whole point in having a guy like Brandon Cooks on the roster. So... While I I like Brandon Cooks a lot, and I think he has a lot to give to the team still, I don't think you're going to get a lot from him, or as much as you can get from him, whereas if you get uh, trade him away to a team that would really want his services and can really use his services. So I'd be okay with trading him too, but I think it'll be a little harder to trade uh, Brandon Cooks because his contract's pretty massive, and... Um, you know, you need to find the right team for it too. That's that's a little harder than a guy like Todd Gurley because you essentially know what you're going to get with Todd Gurley, bad knee and all. So, um, personally, I I wouldn't care if both of them are traded at the end of it all. I I like both guys. I think they both have a lot to contribute still. But if it means freeing up more money for the future and securing the guys that we know are going to be beneficial for the long run, I'm for it. Uh, because if you keep these guys, you basically stay where you're at for the next couple of years, and that's not necessarily what you want. Yeah, it, 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 like I was I was looking over both their contracts while, while you were talking, and um, I think if you could move Brandon Cooks for literally anything, you do it. Uh, I think there might still be something left in the tank. He's very young. Uh, last year was obviously an injury-riddled season, and uh, it's it's concussions that are the concern, which if you're looking at the glass half full, it's not like Todd Gurley's knee where if he doesn't get another concussion, he he can get back to form and he could be a really good player for you. Uh, he's probably not going to be your number one receiver, but if you're a team – like, say, Tampa Bay, who has a lot of cap space, who could add in another weapon to their offense. They're going all in right now. Bring him in. Uh, if you if you can afford him, why not? The problem is with him and the glass half empty, another concussion in his career is probably over. And your potential out with his contract next year, it's still $13 million in dead cap, would go down to $8 million in dead cap the following year. Uh, the the last year 3.4 if you have them that long you're not going to lose a ton but 
he man if, if I love I love him like you said I think at his best he's a good player I don't regret trading for him because he did help us get to a Super Bowl but it's enough this is <laughs> the Rams didn't learn their lesson when they signed Nick Foles to an extension before he played a snap because they did the same thing with Brandon Cooks and this contract that's aged like milk uh so if you can move him if you can get a seventh round pick back I think you do it Gurley is harder man because he for all he did wrong last year I still don't think he did that bad outside of pass catching but it just on the flip side he was great in pass protection uh and I'll, I'll just be honest man maybe I have home regards and I fucking love the guy I'll be really sad to see him go and I think if you can get a third round pick for him then I hate to say it but you probably do do it but if you're getting a day three draft pick for him I don't know I think I'd, I'd rather just keep him if if you can't move Cooks at all and you have to move one of these guys because you want to free up cap space, you can sign Jalen Ramsey or Cooper Cup or John Johnson, then then I'm okay with it. But uh, if you're able to move both, I just move Cooks and I, I keep Gurley around. I don't know. Unless you have to move him to free up money for this year. But I, I, I love the guy and I like having him around and I, I hope he's still here. But if they move him, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. If they fucking cut him, though, man, which is a rumor that might happen, I'm not on board with that. I, I am not on board with just straight up cutting him. Uh, get something for the guy or let him play for the team. No, absolutely not. I, I, I would be totally against outright cutting him. You can, at the very least, get a fourth-round pick out of him. It, it won't be... In the end of it all, it won't be. It'll still be disappointing that you sign you signed him to such a massive contract only to get a fourth rounder out of it. But it's still better than just outright cutting him and getting nothing, you know, and still taking the cap hit. So, I, I'm personally hoping to get something out of him, but um, yeah, uh, I, I I like Todd Gurley a lot. Like I said. And I'm hoping to see him back, but at the same time, I, I I wouldn't terribly mind it if he's gone because we got to free up cap for the future. What's what's crazy is you look at the teams with cap space when it comes to finding a Todd Gurley suitor. If it's not Tampa Bay, I mean, you look at the the teams that have cap space. Pittsburgh, they're not probably not trading for Todd Gurley. Miami. They just they just signed a running back. I don't remember who, right? Jordan um, Howard. Jordan Howard, right. So they're probably – I don't think that would necessarily prevent them from making that move, but it's unlikely. Cleveland, not happening, and I think they spent most of that cap space already. Uh, Indianapolis, not happening. Houston, uh, they just traded for David Johnson, so that definitely ain't happening. The Chargers, not happening. The Lions, probably not happening. The Jets – if it were to happen, we'd be taking Le'Veon Bell back, which, look, I that is I, – I would not completely rule that out. Uh, both guys are clearly not thrilled. Bell, if they cut him after next year, it's $4 million less in dead cap than if you cut Gurley. I don't think that's very likely, but <laughs> – 
uh, I mean, just spitballing here. And then the, the other teams, Washington, Tennessee, the Eagles, they, they're not getting him. <laughs> like, if Tampa Bay fails and the Jets call us up and say, we'll take Gurley, we'll give you Le'Veon, what do you think? Like, how would you feel if that happened? I don't know how I would feel if that happened. So, if you if you do that trade, there's no point in doing the trade. Because the whole point in trading Todd Gurley is to free up money for the future. Well, well, you would if you cut – if you had one of them for this year and you were to cut them next year. uh, So if you you traded Gurley, you'd be – I guess if you make this trade, the only risk is like if Bell isn't good, you cut him and you take $4 million on the books for next season. So I, I guess I guess you're right, but it also wouldn't be a huge hit if you were to cut Bell after the season. That's true, but I, I think overall you you don't necessarily want it to get Bell because as much as I do think Bell has a lot of potential, still I still think he's an excellent player. Just I don't I don't know how I feel about getting a guy that complained his way out of Pittsburgh for, you know, reasons. And then now he gets a massive contract with the New York Jets only to become unhappy despite getting paid a huge amount of money and now wanting out of New York. You know, that's not a good sign. And while I do think the Rams are better off than the New York Jets, it's still something to be concerned about. Because it's not like Bell will be coming to a really good offensive line either, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and one of the other things to think about, too, is Bell hasn't exactly been a clean bill of health at all, really. Uh, even back in Pittsburgh, he, he was constantly injured. So, between Bell's injuries and his attitude... In the end, do I really necessarily want him? No, nah, I, I think I would rather stick with Gurley. If let, let me throw out two trades. One of them is Todd Gurley for a fifth-round pick. The other is Todd Gurley for Le'Veon Bell. Which side would you rather have? And this is not like in a vacuum. This is contracts, age, next season, years beyond would you rather get a fifth-round pick back for Todd Gurley, or would you rather get Le'Veon Bell with this contract and with him as a as a person and a player? Can we bump it up to a fourth-round pick? No, no, because I know you'd say yes to a fourth-round pick. Oh God, um, that's so hard because on one hand, you know you. On one hand, you get Le'Veon Bell, who, I mean, all things aside, you know, you put aside his attitude, you put aside his potential injuries. If he's healthy, he's still a good running back. And then on the other side, you have a fifth-round pick who may not amount to anything but could be used as trade leverage. There's that. Um, I think I would probably still go with the the draft pick 
just because I feel like if you do go with the draft pick, you can kind of showcase and see what you get with Daryl Henderson. I'll tell you what, man. I would rather have Bell than a third-round pick. Really? Yes. I okay. I think if you – look, if you can't make those extensions work because you have to take on $4 million in dead cap, after all the, the things you just finagled to find money out of thin air to sign all the players we signed today – I would take the I would take the risk. Uh, I mean, a third round pick is a lot tougher, uh, but I would definitely take Bell over a fourth round pick. That being said, I don't think this really has much. I don't. I don't know if this has like I don't think this has a zero percent chance of happening because I don't think Bell's thrilled to be where he's at. Um, the Lions, I kind of brushed over them. They're another potential spot because uh, they're trying to dump Darius Slay. But I don't know if that trade, salary wise, would would work because um, of all NFL contracts make no sense. I don't know how that would work with all like, the dead cap <laughs> shit. Uh, but that's that's a possible landing spot. But they have carry on Johnson. I don't think they'd be looking to get uh, a running back. It could be a Cooks landing spot. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how the dead cap works. But <sighs> it'll be funny if. <laughs> any Le'Veon Bell news gets traction and that conversation actually means something. But I, <laughs> I, I think we can wrap it up. Any Anything you want to part with? Anything you expect the Rams to do tomorrow? Uh, just that I, I do expect that Todd Gurley is probably going to be traded tomorrow or by the end of the week because uh, it sounds like that not only – is he expecting it? But it seems more and more rumors are coming out of the woodwork. So beyond beyond girly watch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm gonna be so bummed if he gets cut, though. Uh, I'll be I'll be really bummed about that. I don't think it's gonna happen. No, nah, I don't think he'll be cut. I I think I think he's gonna end up in Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me too much. Love to get Ronald Jones back if he gets traded to Tampa Bay. Why not? No, no. <laughs> keep keep Ronald Jones. By God, please keep Ronald Jones. Imagine no. imagine if Les Need was like, nah, that's a deal breaker. You can't include Ronald Jones. I wouldn't hate it, man. I think call me crazy. I think Ronald Jones and Daryl Henderson would be an interesting tandem. Uh you're crazy Rojo, Rojo showed some promise last year Not the year before But last year I, He he showed He showed flashes uh, No <laughs> <sighs> I don't know man Did God, God I feel like it. We played the Bucks last year right Yes we did Didn't, we didn't Rojo have Didn't he have a pretty good game No It was Um it was the uh, damn Peyton Barber. the wide receiver show. Oh my god! Oh right, God, dude, that game feels like four years ago. <laughs> it was. It, that it feels, feels like, like it. so long ago. That does not feel like last season. Not at all. Holy shit! That was the the Marcus Peters game, the Chris Godwin game. 
Uh, Chris Godwin, yes. There you go. I couldn't yeah, remember his Chris name Godwin. for the life of me. Mike Evans had a good day too. That was the the crazy. That was the craziest game of the year last year, like by far. Yeah, the, it had nothing to do with their running backs. It had everything to do with Chris Chris uh, Godwin. Yeah, goddamn man, that wow, that does not feel like last year. Holy shit, that feels like a different team that we watched play that game. <laughs> well, it is a different team now. Oh my god! All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that game. Uh, you know where to find us at Talk Rams on Twitter at Johnny Five Nine Six at Super Barrel. Uh, we will be back Friday with another pod from Derek and uh, Mike. I'm guessing we'll be back, and we'll be back next week, maybe earlier. We'll talk to you. What's then. up, everybody? Finally got that cat I've been talking about, but I never had one before. Any tips? type of drama where else does history hang from the rafters Jalen Brown throws it down. where else is your own city home to your biggest rival the battle of LA is real people and 30 feet is still in range Hurry, action. where else can a city this loud be this slept on where else is history still in the making oh my goodness. where else the NBA only here season begins December 22nd on ABC ESPN TNT and NBA TV You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.